even the word evokes a power not found in more masculine settings. Female. In my first gender studies class and acting feminine my whole life, I realized I hadn't truly considered the female experience. The threat of violence, the lack of compensation, the systemic brutality and cycle of victimization. And all I could ask was, why? How could the male experience deny the realities of all it takes to live female? It's simply biological, and must be, for who could do all the daunting tasks of single parenting, education, career, love, sexuality, and so much more simultaneously? I recall my creator on that hallowed beginning of the surprise album drop, giving me a name to the identity and belief in the equality and strength of women. Feminism. And while it may have taken Beyonce for me to resonate with that term, it sparked a never-ending passion for social justice. During my years as a teacher, I used my platform and privilege to highlight literature, media, and experiences relevant to females. Replaying the words of Chamanda Idiche and heralding the boldness of Shakespeare's Beatrice, I wanted all students to understand the value of feminism. Still, that was not enough, and I still strive, as we all should do, to do more. And still, they are our foundation, our rationality, our kindness, and our place of refuge when things seem bleak. Thank you to all who identify as women. Please never dim your light as we all look to you for strength. I truly hope one day I'll be able to embody my mother's sense of sacrifice and unconditional love that has fueled my growth. Women saved my life. Women always watched out for me. It's because of women I was able to finally embrace my flamboyant femininity. I want to thank Ms. Galata, my second grade teacher, who noticed my potential when no other teacher before her did. Thank you to Ashley, my therapist, who taught me to nurture myself before turning to criticism. Thank you to my sister, Fiorella, for reminding me that star power does not skip a generation and instilling all that power into my nephew, Isaiah. And of course, my mother, Francisca Umanzor, who showed me I was enough of a reason to fight for and unconditionally loved me when I didn't have that for myself. These women shaped the man I am today. Similar like other stories, similar like other men. Their compassion and nurture helped me establish a foundation to keep me rooted and grounded and whole. So I stand with women. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, Holiday, wait, hold on, hold on, Holiday. All my women who are independent, throw your hands up at me. It's Raffi. And this Nunu Parish, y'all. And this is Wait, Wait don't, don't Do It, and, and You Already Knew it. it. And today we're talking about Las Mujeres. Yes, yes. Club 96, what's <laughs> up? How we doing today? Oh my God. No, so we are talking about women today. Absolutely. Feminism. Our favorite topic. Because we're introducing our next guest where we talk about feminism and childhood. As well as the international female experience, which I'm super excited about. And we just uh, aired our monologues, and you really discussed you really discussed the the trials of being a woman and um, just what it takes to be everything and nothing um, all at the same time as a woman. Um, and I just had to like thank and look back at how many women helped like construct me as a man and 
how much credit uh, usually that happens. Like when men when men do something, it goes straight to the man. It does not go to the women that raised that man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And do you think though um, that our sexuality, our identities, um, maybe give a little bit more leeway to women? Like I don't know. Does, what gays are just like man, man, man? Like all these men. Oh, um, the men I deal with on a daily basis <laughs> at a certain place. Gross. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there is a subset of gays that, like, hate women, which is, like, super weird. Yeah, it's super but, weird. But, you know, for us, I feel like all I've ever thought about was women since birth. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think there's an insecurity with, like I said, in my monologue, I was really insecure with femininity in myself, and I always tried to, like, kind of push it away, even though it's impossible to. So I think that might have something to do with it. But we also, you know, celebrated femi- you know, femininity in our childhood, right? I mean, all the stuff that you looked at and I looked at. Period. We're all women. And every all time we Mortal Kombat, we're women. All women. All fighting game characters women. All movies are women. I just don't even listen to, I barely listen to male music, because I just don't relate. You know what I mean? I did have a phase of male music, and that was when I was, like, one tree hilly, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, the closest I get is like what Drake, but you know he has sensitive girl. But even like my, I was watching Scream over the weekend, and that's one of my favorite movies as a kid. And I realized that like those were my first like views of women. Were I mean Sydney Prescott and Courtney Ca- Courtney Cox's uh, character in that movie were so strong women. They were the final women in the cl- in the movies, surviving, killing the, the the man that was trying to kill them every time. And it was just fierce. So, um, and even some, sometimes, like I said, they would flip the switch and the woman was a killer. And how Emma Roberts in Scream 4, I watched that yesterday, I was like, yes, this was so quintessential. She did such a fierce job. Um, and it just blew over my head because, again, I inst- 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 my instincts at the time were like, a woman can't be the killer. Um, also because they're usually not the killer because men are terrible. But terrible, yeah. Um, yeah, my my early instances were really just obviously it was like Disney princesses slash girl groups because Beyonce uh, was the head of my household, my life, my creator. Um, Destiny's Child gave me everything as well as Spice Girls because it was just about like girls being pretty, being fun, supportive of each other, supportive of each other, and also being independent. Like, okay, I get my own money. I do my own thing. These mm. men ain't going to tell me anything. Yeah. And you listen to these messages. And do we listen, girls? No, we don't. We still be in these same dark-ass relationships, don't we, sometimes? <laughs> but uh, it gets better because me and Beyonce, you know, we together. We got our family. It's cute. It's cute. Here we go again. She got a man, y'all. She got a man. Don't worry, y'all. That episode is coming. That episode is coming. Uh, but yeah, so let's bring it. Let's get back on track, right? Yeah. So feminism. So talk to me about your first experiences with the term, like exactly like feminism, because we're from different areas. I was never that annoying man that was like, "Ew, feminism is gross." I'm not a feminist. I just never knew a feminism. I didn't even know that I could be a feminist until college. Me too. I mean, we both went to a. Uh, former wo- former women's college. Yeah, and it, and <laughs> even that school was majority women. Wait, man, all my schools came through twelve or women, so yeah. I just. I mean, but yeah, you went to a fluffy school. Fluffy school. Nothing bad happened because yeah. women don't really? let bad things That's happen. True. Again, again, <laughs> they do watch out for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't realize that I could be a feminist also until until college, and kind of got alluded to in my gender studies class. Yeah, I was gagged. I was I, like, it sucks. And even now, like thinking of like how I've internalized so much about my body because I've always had body dysmorphia, and again, because I think my femininity gave leeway to people targeting me for my body because I noticed a straight men who were fluffy and overweight don't um, get the same criticism that I got. I think 
that I always envied. I was like, women, oh my God, they, they're, they're, no matter how big they are, they always have those curves that are sexy. And I just never thought how they're treated. You always wear a fun dress, but you can never you yes. know, wear a fun hoodie. <laughs> yes. And even that, like, um, one of our guests coming up pointed out such a great thing when she wore a bun. You know, do you remember? Right. And someone, or she was more ma- masculine presented that someone called her out on that. And I, no one does that with me. Like, I don't have to think about that that much. No. That's the, that's a, such male privilege right there that I didn't even notice I had. No, the male privilege is real. We, both of us, and, you know, as you all listen to our discussion with uh, Jamie on gender, um, we kind of start to blur the lines yeah. uh, on on the spectrum. And even though I like to dress in drag, do female things, mm-hmm. um, I still I still don't think I fully identify. I don't, I don't still think I don't fully identify as a woman. I definitely recognize my privilege because my privilege helps me in work. Mm-hmm. You know, I work in education, which is female dominated, yeah. right? But since there's so few males, it, it gives you some, you know, uh, upper... Head start. Well, also looking, I have a sibling, Fiorella, and um, a sister. And so she, uh, I've noticed how the differences, and we have very core similarities, but we have two differences in, I think, personality. I think we have actually the same personality, but I think I'm more comfortable with presenting it to the world or being this, like, being seen um, as far as she kind of shades away from, like, shuts away from attention. And I think again, that's my male privilege. I think because there's so many consequences that happens with that. Yes. Be, first of all, even talking about even talking to Jamie about their size, um, and put it in perspective, like how women have to feel helpless sometimes. And so, of course, some women probably shy away from from attention because if you're seen, you're more susceptible to attack or just like annoying men. Yes, all like that gaze because the male gaze is so real and. Mm-hmm. Going back to the gender studies class, like, I mean, I always said this um, to my female friends, but just to acknowledge that the female experience is so hard. You know, I realized in that class about that there's always a threat of rape mm-hmm. anytime. Because what? What's the statistics now? One in three, one in four mm-hmm. women experience sexual assault of some kind, um, which is insane. Yeah. Um, then you don't, people don't believe you. You have to be re-traumatized. Well, have you noticed that in episodes of Basketball Wives, because we, f- we feature shows like Basketball Wives and Real Housewives, I do at least, and have you noticed that like sometimes a woman will say, well, a man saw it, so it had to happen. But if like they don't use the same, they put they don't put the same accountability to a woman's word. Have you noticed that? No, absolutely. And, and, and you have these shows that are about women empowerment, but then it kind of ends up reinforcing yeah. some of these patriarchal um, yeah. dynamics. We love the Bad Girls Club. We love Flavor of Love. But it ends up just being women fighting no. women and for the male entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I guess most males don't watch Basketball Wives or Flavor of Flav. Um, gay it, men do. Right. But, you know, it still, it's still less us. But even for gays, we're all like, oh, we love drama. We love women are like this. Yeah. Instead of, you know, it yeah. starts to condition a certain type of, of female. Yeah. Expectation of women, too. Right, right. Because they're more than that. We're all more than that. No one, I mean, we all like drama, but we all shouldn't be <laughs> putting. Taking care of ourselves and our mental health. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so when I think of feminism, I think of I do think of Beyonce, and I will always say that Beyonce gave me that 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 voice of feminism. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We can always reference her iconic video Vanguard performance with her standing behind that term feminism, or those Made in America tours, all available on title sponsor as title. Um, <laughs> but you Can know, I Beyonce on this. Yeah, please sponsor Beyonce. <laughs> 
Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> hey blue blue. Uh, <laughs> um anyway. Um, and Beyonce obviously going from independent women to like say my name to Bills, Bills, Bills. You know, yeah. these are like the central albums when I was like elementary, like, yeah. But like, did you these. understand them for what they were at the time or no? You were just bopping because like, I did. I was just like, don't let someone <laughs> do all this stuff. Where the money? You can take care of yourself. I was always like that. I always think I did. I think I did embrace that because to me, females, like you said, are like strength. Yeah. Like, you want to be the woman because they do it all. There's a story. There's a set of intention. But you think about that in media, like, how can women be simultaneously, like, the center of attention but, but also no control. so terribly? And no yeah. control. I mean, the 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 top ten uh, followed people on Instagram are women. Like, mostly are women. I think the only man in there is... Uh, what's his name? Ooh. The Rock. The Rock is, like, the second or third person. Mm. But then it's Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez... But um, between the Kardashians the and the Taylor Kardashian. and Beyonce, it's just women. Who, yeah. has, who follow men? Who cares? Justin Bieber's on the top ten to list. Barely. So the, the, those two. Oh, and then um, the soccer player. He's on the other two. Yeah. But again, mostly women. And because, again, but also think about how, of course, we view women. We see women, but we don't see them as human sometimes. We see women, though. We see women. Just like how whenever a guest was called, when she was called out for what she was wearing, Women always have to think about what they look like because it's it's about that. It's their look first. Honestly, when we were looking at Mortal Kombat characters or what we would be in video games, is I always thought I always chose a girl because yes, they were strong, thick legged, great body, and everything. But it was because they were gorgeous and because of their dresses and how they flowed when they were beating some ass. True, but I do think, and I don't think there's such a paradox with a lot of these things. Um, just like fashion, how like fashion for women's fashion, or it's considered women's fashion. Um, it's so much more fun, expressive, flowy, yeah. extravagant. But at the same time, does nothing for women. You know, these males are the main designers. They are putting women in terrible corsets and heels and bras. Bras are things, terrible. Bras are things terrible. that literally cause pain and yeah. problems later on. Yeah. Like but we high view heels. it as, Yeah, like high heels. And we view them as like... The best things ever, and they are so gorgeous to look at. But it's like this it's, is, not this is not sustainable for a man. It's not sustainable. It's not for a woman. It's just mm-hmm. for an aesthetic that a male most likely creates. I mean, we have Anna Wintour as an editor in chief, but you know, all these designers, these heads, they're male. And they also, but like I said, and also is Anna Wintour kind of breaking down any sort of patriarchy with her platform? Sometimes I don't think she does. Right, and. At the same time, I mean, I think that's everyone should. Keeps job sometimes. That's the thing. You get put in a catch twenty two. You know, with the ceiling, right? This, yeah. this glass ceiling uh, that exists so much. I mean, I heard. I guess I'll, I'll call up my mom on this one. You know, we're talking, we're in presidential season, right? In debates, and I was like, you know, who would you vote for at this point? Because y'all. It's a little mess over here in the Democratic Party. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's a little I, mess. Like, how do you want people to vote when the the options are such trash? I don't like any. The only person I would consider right now is Elizabeth Warren. And um, that's what we talked about. I was like, well, you know, Mom, I think I would probably consider Elizabeth Warren. And you know, I, you know, my mom's older. You know how parents are. But she's like, uh, I don't know that she like is that type of woman to be like the first woman president. Maybe she was younger. Maybe she was like an ambitious go getter. You know, there's a there's a stereotype yeah. of women yeah. Yeah. that that we consider a strong forceful woman, right? You know, you want Hillary Clinton, but you don't want Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you know what I mean. You want Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you want someone that doesn't look like Hillary Clinton to say what Hillary Clinton is doing. Exactly. It's it's just like, well, how can you win? Yeah. 
And because it's about the platform, it's about what people are saying. And so. also, I remember in North Carolina hearing so many things like, I just wouldn't feel safe a woman running the country. And, I'm, and that's oh just maddening. That's was maddening because women run every household. Women run every sort. Yeah, like I said, just because there are men in the leadership positions, women run that shit. Women run that shit. And my job, specifically, women be running that shit. That's what I see. I mean, I, I've only had one truly male boss or supervisor in, in my career. Yeah. Um, and we're still only, like, three males in, in power where I am. And everyone's female. And mm-hmm. I love it. And they're so aggressive. And they're in, and I just like how assertive they are. I'm, I'm obsessed. I learned so much from their strength because I don't understand how these girls are... And you, that's even probably bad me to say in girls. Yeah. Not seen as women. Yeah. So I'll say girls for every person in body, right? Mm. But y'all got small kids multiple kids working on degrees and running stuff how do people do like you i just don't think that males biologically have that flexibility and that strength well it's just like everything men don't men could have the strength to bear i mean if we could bear kids i think we could but here's the thing a we don't deal with pain well women have to just deal with generic pain it would take it's painful to wake up a little bit earlier just to put on shoes that are uncomfortable addresses don't fit we, we but not up. even going there at the biological level level you know with dealing with menstruation and just all this yeah and that pain, also yeah. at just living existing yeah. without any yeah. sort of influence yeah. is so that a monthly I, a, a monthly a monthly burden of just blood coming out of you and the cramps that come with that um, and just how and again the fear of that happening at an early age and then not knowing what's going on and how a lot of the times young girls have to go through their first periods and not expect it and not know anything of it because their parents don't feel comfortable talking about that yeah and then you you know you make women not sexual but super sexual you gotta shield them from sex but then you want them to be the best it's just so much that you have to be and obviously we're preaching to the choir you know we, we, we all know these things but how do we, as um, people in our in our roles, advocate for women still, especially especially intersectional feminism? Yeah, appropriately. Well, my thing is, I, for example, when I go to any sort of platform, like um, to a fitness class or to any sort of thing, I always look if a women's a woman's doing it. A, because, again, I feel much more comfortable around women because they just foster such such more um, safe environments. But also because you want to support them. In my industry, I, I have male privilege because even though I'm a brown male, I'm a man who is not scared to be a presence. Um, there are women rocking classes here, but they sometimes don't get the same numbers that I do because they're women. Right. And it's just supporting women, supporting women-led businesses, listening to women... Uh, voices like listening to other female podcasts. That's why we had to bring. That's why we held off on talking about feminism completely because we didn't want to talk about feminism without having a woman present. Yeah, most of our cast this year identify um, as women or female presenting. Right, right. Yeah. So we really just wanted to highlight the female voice in all different um, ethnic backgrounds. Well, let's talk about that then. How can we start blending the two? Um, because I noticed, like I said, it's, uh, I loved Fenty Beauty's, um, the Fenty Beauty fashion show. I thought that was an excellent expression of That's female how you sexuality, do it. That's how you do female it. body, female vision. 
um, run by women, everything to the T by women. If you haven't watched on Amazon Prime, please check it out and just pay attention to what it means. It means that you're including not one or two, but multiple people of different body sizes, um, ability, um, heights, color, Trans, shape. cis, ableism, right. all the, the whole... And when you think about the intersectionality of it all, like how invisible some people, marginalized groups must feel because that was the first time I ever saw a person um, uh, with an amputee walk a runway and how that, that was groundbreaking. That was groundbreaking. That was so shocking. And how as a woman, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. A man... Who I see men at the gym all day who have um, either a, a physical disability, but they, again, and I don't see as many women, but again, men are told that they can do things. And just that narrative, I think, does shape how people feel. So I think that was a necessary moment. No, I, I, absolutely. I think, though, we have to talk about how LGBT males interact with uh, female. Terrible. Th- those who identify with fe- as female. Um, let's talk about Dragula and how, um, what was her name? Halloween. Halloween was treated. And even us, I would fully admit, initially, did I like her? No. And I really had to fight that instinctual, like, oh, she's loud, she's annoying, da da da. And then realize that, but I'm loud, I'm annoying, and I expect people to hear me. And then, it, again, because she was in, like, because of who she was. I it was easier for me to jump to that feeling. So how do we like combat that also? Because I think it's I think it's on edu- all of us. It's I think all it's about education. Us. Yeah, it's it's really about education and exposure. And what that means is that as children, you have to talk to your your our kids. That we have to educate people about both experiences constantly mm-hmm. in conjunction. Um, we shouldn't. No one should be grossed out by the idea of menstruation because it's happening all the time around us. Yeah. Period. That's how you were born. You know what I mean? Like. It is a part of life, and we shouldn't have people be hiding and shameful, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. it, it, that's the kind of stuff we have to get. We gotta get over it. Like females and male body. Like we're also boys be stinking. Boys be stinking. Boys. Are, first of all, I just want to talk to my my ladies, people that identify as females who are attracted to um, stinky boys, straight males. Oh. How? Yes, at that how? age. At that age? No, at any age. Honestly, how? Because straight men don't take care of themselves. Their balls are sweaty. How, how do you even prepare? Honestly speaking, think about this as a woman. Because you know men don't care about women and women don't have to think about these things. How does a woman make sure their man has it together? You can't hook up with someone at a bar. That's disgusting. But also, like I said, I think you just raised a good point. Because I've heard several women say they won't eat ass. And I don't know how we got this topic, but they won't eat ass because it's just like a straight man's ass. Ew, no, right? Because you know, you know, we've seen boys get ready for the bar. They don't do nothing. They don't do. I mean, I do the bare minimum, but I don't be spanking. It's just like they may, especially regular people. They just may like put on a shirt and deodorant and really just go out in their regular shirt. How do you? I th- I noticed that because I work at a, a more predominantly gay gym, the straight men are extra more like right, right. But again, it takes that feminine environment to kind of bring that out of men. But like I said, men are just yeah naturally. Like how do y'all do that? And they're not taught to care about you. Also, I'd be watching men wash wear the most basic shit around their pretty ass girlfriends, and that's also un like that is also something we did to. Oh my god, I saw that on. Um... Keeping up with the Kardashians. What? Um, when they were, uh, it was it was behind the scene right before the Met Gala. Yeah. You know, and Kim wore that 
really cinch thing. And Kanye was in a like a, the black on black thing. Yeah, and but no, but Kanye before he was like I you know I realized that what I was doing or in my earlier career was wrong, and now I don't I don't want you to be seen as like sexy and blah 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 blah. And she was like, what? I you built me up to be sexy. I'm sexy. I'm wearing whatever I want. And I'm glad she wore what she she wanted to. But like, how even in like marriage, you still have you still have that presence of like you should dress like this. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, our own Rafi has told me in drag what to wear as a woman. I first of all, I've said that on the podcast before, so you can call me out. But that, that that is instinctual in me also to feel like I have a some say, say in what women wear. And I felt that I can definitely met that. You know, my college years, I I was like female friends. That's what we do. Blah blah blah. And I was still telling them what to do. Yeah. And that's terrible. So you have to fight. Sorry, you have y'all. To, <laughs> but no, no, it's one hundred. But like I said, you have to acknowledge it by yourself, and then work from there. Once. Like I said, once you you called me out on that, and then then I started being more uh, analytical about that, and then I was able to like I said, I, you have to be called out. You know, you have to be I, called out on it first of all. When so I yeah, first lived with um, a woman, my female uh, friend in um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an incident with something that that some other girl, and she ended up liking me and becoming kind of more obsessive and stalking out. Always was just like, that girl is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, even years later, my friend was like, no, you just let her on. Even though you didn't know you were leading her on, you were leading her on and you, she reacted and then y'all made it seem like she was crazy. And you know, those things that yeah. I was like, well, am I, you know, when then I was like, no, something's happening to me versus like, how am I contributing to a stereotype or a negative experience for someone? And it's, mm-hmm. You just really have to be ownership, but how can we get straight men? How can we get straight men to understand women? Because I really still think there's a huge, no matter what the kind of man, straight men just do not understand how to talk to women. I see it in TV shows. I see it in just at work. And then these generation of girls, these boys, sorry, (laughs) these girls, I keep calling everyone girls. These these men, these people that identify men online, who also never interact with women but have these opinions on how women should interact and do things or mm-hmm. you know get upset when women don't respond to them like mm-hmm. y'all go sit all day and call girls ugly and just treat them like trash and disposable but if a woman says you know hey I'm not into you we're not like that you just think she's the worst you creature and you attack, you attack her you rape her you try to uh, tear her down and it's just like I mean that, that that's really what it is Period. you have to be Okay with what happens in both uh, experiences and go and go from there. I think if women, as far as like I said, the patriarchy, the men and women relationships, I think men have to understand what women need as far as connection, vulnerability. Um, and then women have to kind of understand that men don't come with that gener- genetically. I think that's what it right. is. You have to. You have to build yourself up as a woman and, and listen to other women. And stop listening to men. That's another thing. Women who just listen to men don't get it either. But honestly, I think all this would be resolved if we just kind of got rid of this binary. If you just really, really cancel gender, maybe all this would be resolved. That's why I, I Because hope- we don't need to be like a this versus them. And I mean, obviously, there are biological differences. And we and if even if we get rid of this not bi- uh, binary system... Then we we could, we could talk about those differences, but it still doesn't have to be like boys do this, girls do this. Don't talk to this boy. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. Let's just have everyone together. I really appreciated Dragula because I realized at first I was like, oh my god, they're having a drag king. I wonder how that's gonna look. 
and how their performance is going to be. Yeah, and the drag world, how drag queen kings are not yeah, celebrated because we at don't all. see them. We don't. Ex- we don't. You don't see them. So then you don't know what to expect from them. Exactly. And we as gays, a lot of gay males. You know, we watch a drag race and we're thinking, oh my god, we're so woke. Look at all these drag and it's expressive and all these female but things. But it, the show at the end of the day is men. Ju- men judging men, judging men. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally it. So, uh, um, Landon, Cider. I'm, I'm, I'm Team Landon Cider this season. Team I was, Landon. I just and I really like the been... fact that she um, doesn't wear post male nipples on her outfits because yeah. female still can't. You know, go topless on yeah. even on social media. Even though something that's supposed to be yours and your expression, you, mm-hmm. you can't really post what you what you want because it might offend someone. Even though all y'all with second titties as babies, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm confused. So wonderful, wonderful one. I think that's what it, it would take. I think that um, the gay gays gays have to gays have a platform that we are not using. Gays are have such a platform that we just focus on. Gay. When we hear LGBT, that G is period. That's what is the what the foundation that when people hear and instill. But no one is right, focusing on the even L lesbians and, the T. and other parts don't yeah. get as much. You know, as we do. You know, they get yeah really nothing. It's like what's left over. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about the intersectionality. So how do we bring feminine feminism rather? to our own respective cultures because yeah. you know we be in the shade room comments latino world star and everything is misogynistic no as matter fuck, who it is as fuck, <laughs> as fuck addition to being homophobic transphobic everything else it is christian and misogyny but that is one thing i don't get i know i'm going on tangent but i said this to my mom i mean years ago but i just do not understand and i can't talk about other religions because i just don't have that experience uh-huh. but how does a woman especially a woman of color be a Christian. How do you reconcile a religion that was forced on your people? How do you reconcile a religion that literally is just meant to like have women subservient to men? Like it's just made to yeah. do that. Women are just going for certain things. <laughs> that is the entirety yeah. of the Bible is that women are second. That's just crazy to me. Divorce is a woman's fall. All those things. Everything's a woman's I just don't get that. Like how and everything puts a woman in but the place we of birth. But we, again, when you don't have the vision, where you don't have the, the representation in media to give you the strength to validate yourself and empower yourself, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So that's how. That's how. That's why, like I said, the more... Uh, female-run shows that are not. And I'm tired of these women, these women-led shows on TV that are run by men. I think Written, that's a directed by men. Girl, Ryan Murphy, honey, don't forget, don't forget your girls, Ryan Murphy. I know, is, and is, then, is again, that girl, and again, I think she's that, that girl that does right. We all have things that we enjoy that may not be the best it could be. Yeah, Ryan Murphy has given us Glee and America Horror Story and yeah. Scream Queens, all Coven, these all feminist things that yeah, we pose. love. Pose that we still love and it's still groundbreaking and it's still necessary. But, but we, I wish your female was had a presence there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, uh, how do we start tying in this or tying this conclusion with our next episode? Because what did you learn from our guest Sabina, who is going to be in our next week's episode? I learned that the international female experience is is so unrepresented and not highlighted that we we have to think about what does it mean to be a woman not in just America but in countries that don't have a strong economy that don't have uh, the same governmental structures and 
I don't have that regulation that we have, mm-hmm. that spotlight, and what it means to transition mm-hmm. across the world. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is something that is, is so unique that we don't talk about. But again, America doesn't like immigrants despite yeah. being all immigrants, right? Yeah. Should we like interview someone that's not a feminist as a woman? Oh my gosh. Can you, oh, hell. I, uh, <laughs> I, I we that, only like feminist women. Fuck other women. No, I'm kidding. No, it's just like I really have you know worked in those areas and I've taught, again, content subjects and lessons on feminism and I've had pushback and it's just like annoying because mm-hmm. it's never grounded in anything factual yeah it's just like well I was treated unfairly one time because I was a male or I don't feel like I have to do this as a woman I wish we were all equal and I'm like shut oh, get it we all want equality but we can't all just be treated equal if not everyone is equal so you yeah. have to be a feminist or you don't have to be a feminist you just have to be a person that supports yeah. the equality of all um, genders and sexes and I'll just say that deal with it or accept it for yourself right and I really fight for it advocate for it and uphold that like, I think that would be a tumultuous episode right oh bring my back God. Sabina bring back a Trump supporter um <laughs> a female a female Trump supporter. Oh, you um, know that one. You know one, right? Do I? No. No. She does. She doesn't. She does. She goes to brunch with her just like Ellen does with <laughs> Oh my god. People are really mad about that. People are so mad about that. Again, white people stop being surprised about other white people hanging out with problematic white people. I got I definitely understood. Uh I mean, that's not I mean, is it is it should she be getting backlash for it? Yes, but is it? I like, don't think so. I don't think so. Bye. Because you know what? Think about the story. Think about the story. I had a friend. He invited me to something. I showed up. My seat was next to this person. What am I gonna do? Be disrespectful, but you know what? I can't do that. But you love Ellen. It's not even that, but like I'm I'm talking about in a real life situation. Honestly, y'all, if you were invited to a a big shindig, a great concert, something VIP special, and you didn't know a problematic person was going to be there, but again, you had to sit next to them and they had pictures of you. Because generally speaking, you know, if you weren't famous, it wouldn't matter. But let's let's just reroute it to the beginning and back to the episode. If Ellen was a man sitting next to George Bush, who was a Democrat, popular Democrat, even a gay man, if it was Ryan Murphy, they would have said nothing. They would have not said nothing. They would have been like, "Oh, he has a seat at the table." Right, but because so actually, yeah, you're right, you're right. But I'm not, I'm still have not been a fan of Ellen since those twelve days of giveaways. Why? Twelve days of giveaways. I've been. I used to be a religious fan of Ellen, but then she just stopped. she was problematic. She's what are you talking about? She's problematic. She's really problematic. She doesn't have any sense of like true diversity in her cast, in her, in her, in her correspondence, and the people that she talks to. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyway, wait a minute. Anyway, go back. Yeah. So, obviously, we've had two cisgender males just kind of talk and rant about all the issues of femininity. And we can't wait to expound on this more uh, with our guests next week. Um, but we really just want to say again, thank you. I mean, our yeah. utmost gratitude comes to not only you as our supporters, but just females around the world. Because they are our mothers, our nurturers, our caregivers. Really just our life support for the whole world. Call your mother... And tell her you love her because you have no idea what that woman has been through. Right. Period. Right. It's hard no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. So, once again, I'm your girl, Nunu Paris, y'all. Y soy Rafael Mansor. And this has been... Wait, Wait don't, don't Do, do it. it. Be sure to subscribe. To what? Wait, Don't Do It podcast on Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and Google Play, y'all.
And YouTube, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Mwah.